0: You're listening to RHR Talks, the podcast where the RHR team talks all things recruitment and advertising. We're going to be covering various topics on which we're regularly asked by candidates and hiring managers and offering our industry insight, which we hope you'll find useful, whether you're looking for that next opportunity or just to find the best talent. I'm Paul Walsh, one of the consultants at RHR. Each week, I'm going to be joined by my colleague and now podcast co-host, Tim McGuire. Tim and I are going to be talking with recruitment and advertising experts from various areas of our business. This week, we're chatting to two of our colleagues from Together Communications as we discuss all things recruitment, media, and advertising. This is episode three of RHR Talks. As always, I'm Paul Walsh. I'm joined by our very own Tim McGuire. Say hi, Tim. Afternoon. Hi, Tim. Hi, <laughs> Tim. This is actually a really exciting episode because we've got two guests on the show today and it's um, two members of our business who've been around for quite a little time and they are from the Together Communications side of the business. So guys, introduce yourself
1: hello um yeah i've been here for 14 years so i'm tash i work as the operations manager here at together but i've actually been with the business for 14 years as a whole so i started off working on the job board side of the business i've helped out with the magazine for the retail appointment i've also helped out with the career events that we do and then recently i've moved over to together so yeah,
2: been here quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my name's Russell. I'm a senior account director at Skin Comms. So my job is to basically bring on new clients and be the contact's first point of call and make all the top decisions when it comes to advertising.
0: For those people who don't know the connection between RHR and Together Communications, people often know them as separate businesses, especially mm-hmm. from a client perspective. So do you want to connect the dots?
1: Yeah, so Together is the advertising agency arm of RHR. We've actually been around for like 25 years, believe it or not. Um, We were under a different name and we've always just been running in the background as this advertising agency part of the business. Um, But it's only up until about, what would you say, five or six years ago?
2: Five or six years, yeah.
1: That we really like rebranded, relaunched the whole advertising agency um, and now we're offering a lot more services than we did before. Oh,
0: and we like we like numbers because we're recruiters, obviously. So, give us some in <laughs> stats. To give people an idea of the scale of the business.
2: Wow. Okay. So numbers puts on the spot. Team the other day, and we actually realised that we've used nearly ninety different media channels when it comes to buying media. So, I mean, that was quite impressive. Probably a lot of the media are not around anymore. That was a great number. Uh, we also work with 40 different clients across all different sectors, that's such as uh, leisure, retail, education, transport, healthcare. Can you think of any others? What, numbers-wise? <laughs> Numbers. Uh,
1: 25 years experience. 25 years, yeah,
3: that's a big number.
1: In the last two years, I think, is it the last two years, we've bought over £1 million worth of advertising space.
3: Yeah. Um, RHR, as a recruitment consultancy, has been going for more than 30 years. So it sounds like rhr is always known and always there but you guys have also been there with us but sometimes yeah. i feel like you you're left in the, the shadows so to speak yeah.
1: <laughs> i feel like when we say together communications people are like oh you you've not been around that long and it's like no we've always been here
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think a key part
2: of that i mean the, the together Comes office was originally in watford so the teams were quite separated at the time okay. but now we're all based out In little venice we're all based together it seems like we've got a lot closer and we're working together a lot more that's kind of brought us all together in the last few years
3: i can see you from across my desk yes
0: (laughs) it is beneficial as well and 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 we will want to get into this in a bit more detail but the benefits of having a recruitment consultancy and an advertising agency because our paths cross so much especially Mm. in the day-to-day when dealing with our clients but what what are the main types of advertising that businesses are using today
1: I would still say job boards is like the main source of advertising. I mean, I think every client that we speak to is using a job board at the moment. Um, it's not necessarily always the best option, but I think popularity-wise, when people start thinking about their advertising options, they're like, right, what job boards are we going to go to? I
2: think it's just tried and tested. Yeah. I think because job boards have always been there, it's a safe bet. People feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's when we start trying to explain new medias and, yeah. and people just get bit unsure but then it's our job to obviously produce stats to tell them why to advertise so
3: especially before i started um recruitment that i felt recruitment advertising agencies was just job boards so what type of other services do you offer your clients
2: apart from job boards i mean we've done run campaigns on petrol pumps for campaigns where our clients have been looking for drivers we've done the screens inside petrol station for drivers as well we've social media
1: billboard advertising creative campaigns in newspapers magazines radio radio
2: yeah uh, yeah i think the list goes on
1: programmatic
2: but well, what is
0: programmatic advertising because i keep hearing this all the time and um <laughs> i thought initially it was when things were getting shown on tv because it was between programs
1: programs yeah i get it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that obviously isn't what it is so please explain this
1: So programmatic advertising for recruitment works on like large scale campaigns. So for example, say if you're on Amazon and you're looking at, I don't know, a handbag, not that you look. You
0: don't buy handbags at Amazon. No, I don't buy handbags.
1: (laughs) But say you're looking at this handbag on Amazon and then you close down Amazon, you log onto your Facebook or your Instagram and you see these handbags like following you everywhere, these adverts. So what it does, what programmatic advertising does is it looks at your search patterns in your search history and then serves you adverts dependent on like your interests so for example on large-scale recruitment campaigns if we know that our clients are looking for like loads of managers in London that have got a particular interest or a particular skill set we can target these adverts to basically appear anywhere on the on the internet um, in front of these candidates these candidates are going to be passive so they're not necessarily going to be looking for jobs but it's a really good way of getting adverts in front of candidates faces that you know, aren't necessarily going to go to that client on their own.
2: Yeah, I think the beauty of it as well is that their advert stands alone rather yeah. than if you went onto, say, a job board or somewhere else. You, you, you've got that competition. If you go onto a job board, you've got thousands of adverts all advertising for the same thing with programmatic because it is passive. It's just your yeah. advert and your advert alone and actually – because it's branded as well you get quite a high through click through rate and yeah. it's just a very strong means of advertising but like tash mentioned it's better on larger campaigns mm-hmm. uh, because it is impression based so it can be quite expensive yeah you wouldn't use it to say for a shop map just uh I don't know a store manager in Bista village you you for nationwide campaigns and stuff it yeah. works a lot more effective or even
1: brand awareness because these adverts do follow you around you can't you know you can't get away from them so yeah exactly
2: (laughs) so i'm hoping that explains that for you paul (laughs)
0: well yeah i imagine it's very similar to when we've it's targeted advertising i know that you're doing on larger campaigns i did a lot of things well i did a few similar things with the magazine um a couple of years back when i used to have store manager vacancies or even um really niche positions in areas like aberdeen oxfordshire all of those tricky areas. So the I imagine it's just making sure those passive seekers can can see the right opportunities in the right area. So that makes sense to me.
3: Because I've used programmatic advertising through you guys for a um, for a large campaign for management with a particular type of um, languages that they need to have. I also find on the more niche roles, um, and if it is in one of those tricky areas, what what would you say would work better than that? Because I get programmatic advertising wouldn't be the one. Because it is much more targeted at large campaigns.
1: Yeah, so for more niche roles, we can use social media. Social media adverts are targeted as well, but we can really target specific areas. So, for example, Tim, if you were looking for people who could only speak like a certain language, we could target, you know, those native language speakers or looking for people um that are currently restaurant managers for example we could literally tap into facebook and say right show me serve this advert to restaurant managers so social media works for a lot of niche campaigns what else would you say works for a niche campaign i suppose job
2: boards can yeah um and is to try and tested. but i think all all depends what the what the brief is and what what those clients are after i mean once you've got that brief, then we can then go out and just decide which media is with the team will be best for that role. We would never yeah. gamble with the client's money. It always has to be a safer bet.
3: It sounds like you work with both big clients, large campaigns and both smaller clients with more niche particular roles. And it sounds very similar to what me and Paul have to do. And it is very much going back to that research at the first point. And of course, looking at the brief and understanding the brief and then from there tailoring what kind of programs or what you can offer to best enhance their campaign and advertising we never
1: assume like what media we think would work best for them we always go out and do the research whether someone wants a store manager in london or something really quirky we'd never yeah. just pick a media off the top of our heads like for every client we will go out there and we will take the brief we will do the research whether we think it's like a common role or not mm. we'll never just assume that this media will work
2: no again. and i think a lot of it's down to the client's budget as well some clients come to you and say joe we've only got a couple of hundred quid for this role and then we really have to think what is going to be the most what's going to give them the most bang for their buck Mm -hmm. might not necessarily be best media but it's the best we can get them for their budget there's a lot of things we have to consider before booking media what's been the
0: biggest changes over the last 12 months because recruitment wise tim and i have seen there's a lot of candidates that are looking for various different reasons and the job market has seemed to have changed and it's constantly changing but from an advertising perspective what are the biggest changes you've seen over the last 12 months
2: i mean for for us it's not been a huge change because pure we, we work with clients outside retail and hospitality we've got a lot of clients who have kept busy and still running so i mean we, we've kept busy but i think yeah the market's changed there's a lot more active job seekers out there but it's, it's the same. I, th- I think clients can be a little bit more picky about what they want now because there is so many active job seekers.
0: Well, we're definitely finding that in, in terms yeah. of... More, I wouldn't, definitely I wouldn't some... say picky is not the right word to use, but definitely more cautious when it comes to making a hire. And, and because they have that luxury of choice, they can yeah. be really selective about what they want. Are you finding people are trying to do that from an advertising process?
2: It's, I think where a lot of people's sort of organic traffic to their own sites has been higher where there has been a lot more active job seekers we, we've been less needed for the more single postings yeah um but where we have been kept busy is the larger campaigns the more brand awareness the, uh, the diversity inclusion we've been kept busy in them areas but actually job-wise it's, it's probably dropped slightly
1: I think the clients have been a lot more careful with like their application processes as well because there are more candidates on the market now you're finding that one role will get hundreds and hundreds of applications so our clients really need to think right do we need to edit our application process now which I don't think they needed to think of necessarily before but now it's more of like how do we filter these like applications that they're getting so I think that's one of like a big change that I've seen personally with my clients
3: and I think there definitely is a balance between the, those two sides because you, you see, for example, LinkedIn or Read Easy Apply, and almost then, pardon the expression, the floodgates go open because yeah. now people we'll apply for. 10 or 20 rolls a day. Whereas I also do think that some of them are, are way too hard. You know, I get about a CV or cover letter, but when they start asking you, what's your favorite color to look at while walking down the sunset type of question, <laughs> yeah. it just becomes too hard. Um, and also, I don't know how this has changed maybe to more of your services when it comes to helping clients with job copy or looking at their website. But for me, I found that, because it is an overcrowded market people have tried to start doing their recruitment when they're doing their advertising whereas of course what needs to happen is you do the attraction you do the advertising and then once you've got the applications then you start doing your recruitment and your selection Uh, have you guys found you've done a lot more job copy and a lot more tailoring to people's websites since the last 12 months
1: yeah I mean when we first start working with the client we always look at their career side first because that's you know that's their free source of traffic and that's where candidates are going to go first of all so we do a massive review on their career sites and we always find ourselves saying to them like you need you can add more on here like explain the benefits you know use diverse images use diverse videos Uh, and then we do help them with job copy as well because we find a lot of clients you know just do that copy and paste job (laughs) on their job copy and they're not necessarily thinking hang on are we are we putting ourselves out there in the best way no Um, and we're lucky to have copywriters, to be fair, um, yeah. <laughs> that help us with
2: it. Yeah, but also, I, I mean, when, when we do the overhaul and we look through all the different sites they're using, you find that it's all totally different. There's mixed messages on every single one. Yeah. Um, it's never the same clear message on job boards saying the same message to their careers page. Yeah. And I think for us, when we get that right, it does start building a brand awareness because people get a clear perception of what it's like to work for that company. Yeah,
1: and all their advertising is consistent. That's like one of our main things, yeah. make everything consistent.
2: And then you can build build on it from there. I mean, once you've got the right message, that's how people start building an employee brand. And then all the little things you can add on mm-hmm. afterwards. You need to get the basics right first.
0: I think building an employee brand and and being seen as that employer of choice is also an area that as consultants, we massively support our clients with. I mean, Tim, how many times have we had a conversation with a candidate who's great for an opportunity, but perhaps has certain misconceptions about what that business is or perhaps would have never thought to click apply to that business because what their understanding of it might have been from a customer's perspective, but maybe not bigger picture. So we do a lot around selling that business as an employer of choice. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
2: We all we all sell ourselves daily. I mean, when you, when you think it's your your own LinkedIn profiles, you are always selling and we have to. It's like how you put yourself. You always say your experience and what you've done. But for our, it's the same as in advertising. You have to just show what people want to see first, rather than I don't know. You, you've seen it where it's just been a bombardment of just rubbish like we want this we need that oh, we yeah. need this and then all of a sudden demands. it's just a lot of demands <laughs> yeah and do you know what it's not a recruiter's job to to know this stuff and get it right for us with this our ex- expertise we yeah. will advise our clients on how to get it right and and do you know what we've seen some great changes with our clients after doing that
3: mm-hmm. And I, I totally agree with that. And like Paul was saying, from our side, I I would definitely say 40% of our job is talking to a candidate uh, about why they should apply. Because sometimes you see adverts and like you said, it is a copy and paste the uh, the job um, and the requirements. And there's no actual well, you should apply because of this or the company's great because of this reason. So I, I definitely see how we need to and how you guys are so great at telling your clients that actually there needs to be some attraction before you even do the recruitment.
2: And, and most of the time, that that, that attraction and stuff is small tweets to their website. Let's do the basics first. And I mean, you yeah. can save them a lot of money in the long run. Because if your copy's good and you get a better reply rate, actually, you're spending less money on advertising, which makes your procurement team very happy at the end of the year. So yeah, it's a win-win.
0: What, what are some of the top mistakes that and perhaps misconceptions that recruiters have around their advertising? What are people maybe not getting quite right?
1: say so my one is definitely job coffee. we've spoken a lot about that but um yeah you do you do need to put time and effort into your job coffee to attract the right candidate.
2: yeah for me I think uh it's that one form of advertising uh, won't fix all problems you find that a lot of clients will spend all their budget on one means advertising right beginning of the year and just cross their fingers and hope they'll work so yeah I think that's a very important one
1: yeah it's, it's not you can't just put all your jobs in one basket. <laughs> Literally, no.
2: How many times a day do you use that? is <laughs> the first
1: time I've ever used that and I'm quite proud of myself.
3: <laughs> I'm going to write that down for my pun book.
2: Yeah, no, but, no, but you find that clients will, will just spend all their money at the beginning of the year and have no contingency to, yeah. to, to back up if they were to have a little problem. And and you know what... It, it, It's it's our job to say, do you know what, this will fill the majority of your roles, but let's just keep a little budget to one side. You never know what's going to happen
1: for a rainy day. Um, 100%. What about um, when we get clients and we're like, oh, we've already got tons of applications, so we we don't need any help with our advertising. I always say, you know, the more applications doesn't necessarily mean the better. Um, You know, are those applications relevant? Do you actually have time to go through a thousand applications a day?
0: And, and and we actually get it ourselves you know we we've spoken to you, to you about it when we when you do put up an advert and if the joke copy is quite open then you are going to open those gates for a lot of applications and then you got to think hang on a second from a time perspective do i have time to go through all these applications what's the conversion rate how many of them are relevant i've seen it when i've gone in, gone to my desk on a monday morning i thought fantastic i've got 200 applications on this advert and then i mm-hmm. whittle it down to three and two of them don't pick up so it's a, it's not always the, it's a bit of a false economy sometimes. I so
2: sorry for you registering two hundred candidates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to register them all, but I definitely get those <laughs> applications in. But it's still that time to process them, and and in house recruiters will have exactly the same struggles as we will.
1: Yeah, and that's why we always say, like, we can help plan your advertising in a way that the applications you are getting will be relevant and, you know, you are getting a good return on investment and it doesn't actually cost the client any money to come to us and get some, get advice. So I think it is a no-brainer having an advertising agency on site, um, yeah. the advice side of things.
2: Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. But yeah, you, you must have seen it on LinkedIn when you're scrolling through and they say this job's had 300 applications already. I mean that that day you think poor client, and second of all, is anyone else going to apply if you know you you're the three
3: hundred people? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a very mixed bag. A lot of what I've been responsible, my clients asked me to change a lot in the last twelve months because, of course, before the pandemic, a lot of my clients came to me for the sourcing side of, of my role. So very much finding the right people, headhunting, going out there whereas now, actually, it's more about the selection and process, because as you guys said so well, a lot of my clients don't have time to filter through 500 CVs a week or do the face-to-face or Skype interviews as we do now um, to make sure that the candidate is right for the role. So I, I can see how both in an advertising way and in a recruitment way, it's quite similar that actually sometimes it's a lot more now about the, the selection than the actual sourcing or applications that you get. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and for, um, for us, I mean, the job copy is key there, because if you explain what it's like working for a company and what the role involves, you should get a better application rather than, you know, 50 people applying who are not relevant. So this is where we come yeah. in and we can help you.
0: So that gives us a nice segue into looking at diversity and inclusion because it is such an important topic for all businesses at the moment. And so many businesses are looking to make sure that they're hiring a diverse team, that they're inclusive of everyone. Of course, that, all starts with attraction. So how do you deliver on that? How do you support your clients in doing
1: that? It definitely does start with attraction. Um, Making sure, you know, is your job copy inclusive, number one, Um, looking at your career site, but also looking at the other places you're advertising, what imagery are you using? You know, is your imagery diverse? Is it inclusive? Um, Are the videos you're putting out there into the advertising world, you know, inclusive? Um, So we always look at just like the whole, the bigger picture, Like, what message are you actually putting out there? Yeah,
2: and also are they advertising in the right places?
1: Yeah, are you advertising to diverse audiences? If you don't know where that is, we can help you with that. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of our clients, we are helping them with this at the moment.
0: With everything online now, we've we've talked a lot about social media, programmatic, which I now know what it is. (laughs) And Is print media dead? Because I have heard this said before. What, What do you think about this?
2: Do you know what? No, that's the honest answer. I think it's still a massive place in the market uh, for print. I think it's quite nice to actually hold a bit of paper these days and actually read something, uh, getting away from your phone. And do you know what? It, it, print, print media for us, it hits a passive audience still. So, oh. so it lands in front of you. You
1: pick it up, you have a little flip through. And it gives you great brand awareness as well. Um, I think there'll always be a place for print media, like especially for large-scale recruitment campaigns, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a really powerful tool to get in front of candidates that aren't necessarily looking for jobs still. And like Russ said, still nice to get a magazine in the post, isn't it? <laughs> well,
0: you can't scroll on, can you? <laughs> you can't just no, get, no. you get it. Benefit is if you've got a publication with, you know, a handful of key adverts in there, It's you're, you're in a smaller group of, of adverts as opposed to online where you just have millions and it's, you know, how long are people spending looking at an advert online? Not that long.
3: Yeah, I agree, because especially, for example, the retail appointment, um, that's been really successful for us in the past. Yeah, it's something that we
0: can offer our clients when we do speak to them, and we are offering advertising campaigns in the magazine. You know, sometimes after the initial shock that there's magazines still in circulation, they do really. (laughs) see that return on investment and it just looks good sometimes
1: I was gonna it say, look- like with magazine adverts you open the page and it's a fully creative advert you can't really get that online you you can't go as creative as you can in a magazine That's um, true. so for brand awareness campaigns as well like magazines are still a really good option
3: when you're fighting i feel like online job boards you're fighting for space so yeah you know. And it's just everyone's just scrolling down and maybe looking at five seconds maybe less before you go on to the next advert whereas if you have something in front of you you know you do take time to read it
1: yeah and if you think you're scrolling online and all you see is like a sea of logos really Yeah,
3: you know, it almost gets your, your logo
1: there, whereas in a magazine you can have whatever you want it's it's your page to fill however you like so
3: so we've all talked about the power of job boards we've talked about online offline advertisement Talk about the other services that you provide.
1: Um, oh, can I start? Go on then. All right,
3: don't fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when
1: we're time. talking about our services, I think the first one that we should be speaking about is our survey service, which not a lot of people know about, but we use it a lot, especially when taking on new clients. We go out there and we use these surveys to get ideas of, where our clients should be advertising, what their current perception is in the market, if there's anything we need to change. So, um, we also offer surveys on like um you know salaries, and benchmarking, and stuff like that. So that's one of the services that I think is most important to talk about because that's where we start with everything. Hundred percent. Sorry, now you. Can talk. <laughs>
2: Uh, another service we offer is response management. This is where we work with you guys very closely at RHR for very large recruitment campaigns. Uh, probably a cost-effective solution. When you're looking at maybe two, 300 hires, a lot of recruitment teams can't handle that scale. So we outsource it where us at Together Comms would do the advertising. And you guys at RHR would do all the sieving and sorting, the first stage interviews, second, and then obviously down to final stage where their recruitment team would then take over
0: and even reference uh, checks as well, because some of the ones that we've been involved with Tim over the years have been massive projects and it is literally end to end from getting those adverts up to making sure that those candidates start and those reference checks are in place. So they've oh, been yeah. very
3: 360 and also the volume. I think when people talk about response management, they maybe think about a hundred, so hundred places where it really is just what was the most recent one that we worked on? Um, mm-hmm arsenal football club yeah. that's it and how many how many applications or how many placements was 15, there needed?
1: yeah in total we got about well so the placements they wanted to make what was it 350
2: 350 yeah 350 um match day assistants yeah buyers, and then i think there was 50 tour, tour hosts
1: yeah tour guides um and we got what yeah about eight Eight thousand applications in total for you guys to um, screen.
3: Getting
1: <laughs> 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 so
2: yeah, flashbacks uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, and that's why, obviously, the recruitment, get, uh, the advertising was quite key. Even though we got eight thousand, there are eight thousand relevant. Candidates, yeah, and I
1: just want to make a point with that eight thousand. We do expect like people not to answer the phone, and people, you know, you didn't have to phone eight thousand candidates. <laughs> we, we, you know, we work out the advertising in a way where we expect half of them not to even answer the phone, another yeah. half of them not to be relevant, and then the rest um yeah. we put forward to interview. So that's how we work out the advertising. We didn't inundate them.
2: No, but, <laughs> no, no. We got uh, glowing reference
1: from the client with that project, and
2: it went very well. So no, brilliant.
1: We've obviously spoken about careers pages, so I won't go into that in too much more detail. Um, Creative and copywriting. So we have our own creatives that work with us and copywriters. Um, So obviously the copywriting is really good for career sites and job copy and any other advertising that goes out there into the world. And then our creatives help us with our creative campaigns, whether that be social media advertising, magazine adverts, billboards. So we've got actual creatives in-house that help us with all of that yeah And what other services can we talk about PR
2: PR yeah PR is actually quite a good one it's something we don't really speak about that much but is I I think when you find the larger companies we work with have their own in-house PR team to help out but with the smaller companies don't have a PR team it's quite they could say do you know what we made a mistake here we put a rogue advert out there that we shouldn't have, it's got into the wrong hands. Then our PR team can really just jump in there straight away, deflect the problem before it becomes mass scale, try and make things right without it escalating, going to newspapers and becoming mm-hmm. a big deal. If we don't
0: want employ a brand, because I wasn't as aware, if I'm honest with you, that, that, that you guys offered that service. So that's yeah. something that's really worth shouting yeah, out it's about.
1: It's like a little secret weapon service because actually <laughs> clients might not necessarily need it, but if there ever becomes a point where, you know, you're actually Well, they hope it. they don't need it. Yeah, they yeah. hope they don't need it. But you know, at the end of the day, advertising, you're putting words out into the world and they can oh. get to the wrong hands, they could be misconstrued, mm. and it's you know, it's just our little secret weapon if we ever need it, which Especially I hope. Especially
2: now more than ever. You have to be very careful yeah. with words and what you use. So exactly. yeah. yeah.
3: And I definitely think PR is one of those one of those services that no one realizes they need until they really need it in their start yeah. Um Bit. it's like registering for your gp you never do it until you need it <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah and you've got five things wrong yeah <laughs>
1: um i guess the other service that we offer is just recruitment management job board management looking at your stats looking at your return on investment with with your current advertising um a lot of our clients use aggregators so we monitor cost per, cl- per cost per clicks and we monitor you know just the return on investment on advertising so whether we have booked that media for our clients or not in the past we're happy to still
2: get involved and just make sure it's all running smoothly and um yeah i think and another one is obviously uh, strategic planning um where you might get we work with a lot of clients where we do their whole 12 months advertising in advance and that's where we really have to plan
1: key dates and key dates and
2: and we we look at their sort of previous behaviors and do you know what where's the retention rates so we know where we need to spend money going forward and what we need to have in place to combat that so yeah i mean look we, we, we offer virtually everything when it comes to advertising yeah. um yeah i mean but you can visit our brand new shiny website if you like and you can find out some uh, i was wondering how long
0: it was going to be until you put a nice like, sort of plug-in for your brand new website <laughs> tell, tell tell everyone where they can find out about your uh, services
1: so you can find out about our services at www.togethercoms.co.uk <laughs> yeah.
0: and it's really good uh, i think one of the main things that we, we spoke about right at the beginning was the connection with RHR and together communications you know you've got the advertising side of things with a with a real close working relationship with a recruitment consultancy and to my knowledge i don't really know if there's any other businesses that can offer that alongside one another
2: no yeah. there is- <laughs> no no very unique it's it's just great as a business because actually we can recommend you guys to our clients if they want that one-to-one service uh, and vice versa do you know a lot of, some clients don't use you guys so
3: we can be the the audacity uh,
2: yeah <laughs> no, we can just be a different angle and uh, it,
0: it, it is really helpful especially when i'm having conversations and i know you've been the same tim when you know, there's not always going to be that need to outsource your vacancies to a recruiter. However, there's always going to be that need to advertise. So if we're not able to support on the recruitment side of things, then perhaps it's it's forwarding that onto you, yourselves yes. and vice versa, really. So it works really
3: well. Uh, I definitely think it, it really puts us in a special place because a lot of time clients would have to call two different places and of course it'd be confliction. You know, they could say one or the other. So I, I do think it makes it more convenient as well as it makes us special. And I I knew I was special since I was um, young. And (laughs) now I know. So
0: I imagine this is one of the the objections that you guys come... Well, I imagine this is one of the objections that you come up against on a a regular basis. Why would it make sense for a recruitment team to use together versus perhaps the misconception that, well, we'll just do everything ourselves and we'll just post on our website and we post on the job board? What would you say the benefits are?
2: Time. Time's a very key one. Um, do you know, a, re- a recruiter's job is to recruit, not to manage job boards, go out there, do the initial planning of what's good and how do they know what's going to work and, and what's not. And for us, we're specialists in that area. So we can save them that time. We can take on that burden of going, do you know what, you stick to recruiting, we'll come back with you for all the stats and this is where you should advertise and this is the return you're going to get. How, how many recruiters get bombarded with sales calls daily and actually they can refer them to us and we do all that for them so time definitely
1: my one would be it just makes sense to use an advertising agency well us in in particular because um it doesn't actually co- cost them any extra money so why would you not in my head it's kind of like a no-brainer because we support you with your advertising we help plan your strategies and we go out there and we negotiate these deals for you and it doesn't actually cost you any money. So why why would you not? You know,
2: <laughs> and and you know what? And, and, and we probably get a better deal than the client can get directly just because we are working with so many clients that it does give us that media buying power. Yeah. And also we know when a media is trying to pull all over the, client, the, the client's eyes uh, because we have been around. It's what we do. We know when they're getting a good deal and when they're not. But yeah, it's just us knowing the markets.
1: Yeah. I want to make the point that we do actually work closely with the recruitment teams. It's not like we come in and we do our job and they do their job and it's like a really segmented thing. It's like we work really closely with our clients and the recruitment teams to just be like an extra pair of eyes for them. So not only are we getting them better deals, you know, saving them time, money, but you know, we're also kind of like, and this always sounds cheesy, but we are like an extended arm of their own recruitment team. Well,
2: we are. We are. Yeah. And they, uh, I mean, they're trusting us with their budgets to find the best possible advertising. So, yeah, yeah. we are one big team. And
3: they don't actually pay you, your clients don't actually pay you, which I found fascinating. So, talk a yeah. little bit about how that works, because I feel like a lot of people don't know that.
1: No. So when we go out there and we negotiate deals with media and we buy, you know, your advertising space for you, you don't pay us for that at all. We, we get a commission off the media and that's how we get paid. But we don't charge you, you know, to go out and do this research or buy the media. Some, some other agencies might. Sorry if you do, but we don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drop in the minute. We do charge for, you know, um, creative campaigns, you know, if we're going to make you a magazine advert or if you need, like, an extra service. So our extra services, for example, would be, you know, the survey, um, the copywriting service, uh, the response management and the social media. But for going out there, looking at your overall advertising strategy and recommending media or even buying it for you we don't charge for that at all no
2: I mean when when, when I'm calling up clients obviously get them on board and explain what we do and then they go well uh, how much is this going to cost me and as soon as you go nothing they're confused yeah Yeah. (laughs) they are are confused and and as soon as you realize actually we get a small commission kickback from the media clients love it so okay I can take all that pressure off you I can go and do all the research you know that you're going to get the best media possible for your roles coming out and it's not costing you anything apart from obviously buying the media itself. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> they get to work with you too on a daily basis.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sell yourself. We so put them in as one of the services.
0: <laughs> that we might should. have mixed messages. but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russell's already mentioned it because he was so keen and excited to talk about it. But do tell us about where exactly can you find the website? How can people get in contact with you?
2: Yeah, so I'd go online, search togethercoms.co.uk and you'll see our brand new shiny site. Um, It'll obviously go into a bit more detail about the services we discussed today. Um, Also, there's some contact information there if you want to get in touch. Um, It'd be great to speak to people, even just tell us what you think of our new site. It'd be great feedback. But no, um, if we can help at all, please get in touch.
0: Thank you very much both for being on the podcast today. I Loved speaking to you. Thank you, thank and you. I've learned a thing or two about advertising, so hopefully that was very helpful to a lot of people people out yeah. there.
1: I hope so.
2: Yeah, no, thank, thank you so too. much. Guys, Look, I listened to the first two podcasts before us and absolutely brilliant, so keep up with good work, guys.
0: Thanks. We'll bring you back as a special guest sometime, promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to RHR Talks. In order to keep updated on future episodes, make sure to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The best way to be kept up to date on vacancies and content would be to follow RHR on LinkedIn and register via our website at www.rhr.co.uk. If you're looking to hire and are interested in finding out more about all of the recruitment and advertising services we offer, then do reach out directly to any of our consultants or call 0207 432 888.